Hello, hello. Life on planet Earth, bringing you another episode of Thoughts and Transitions. How are you feeling today, my guy? I am blessed. It's a Sunday morning. I mean, sun is shining. We can only say thank God. We love to, we love to, we love to see it. We love to hear it. And how's the packed, I guess, long Fourth of July weekend going so far? You know, we've had a, a very great start. Yesterday was rocks on rocks. So now <laughs> I'm in recovery mode, but there's still parts part two or part three going on tonight. Okay. It's a how about it's you? a long weekend. It's it's a long weekend. We're never gonna be this young. You might as well have as much fun as you can. Me, I'm doing great, man. I was at Davido's concert yesterday, the first of the US tour and solid eight point five. Can't lie. Mr. Unavailable. I was, I was out, I was out there having a great time. I went with like, like ten people, and like we just had a immaculate time for sure. Ten over ten, we recommend. So, the other cities that David is coming to, I think you're in for a really, really nice trip. So Boy. it'll be, it'll be nice. But yeah, man, I'll be was, there next weekend. I'll be there no matter what. I'll be there no matter what. The money is already there. I mean, I mean, you've, you've paid already, so you know. Is one of the financial commitments we're making these days. But what's happening? What's also your mind today? You know, what are we? What are we? What are we here for? Give me a little. Give me a little bit Bro, of what's in your head today. Today we came in with one goal and one goal only. Let's just break down what adulting means to us. How do we prioritize? How do we do budgeting, balancing? You know, what does finances look like these days? All those acronyms that we've heard in all these different places, but now trying to understand what they mean, you know, and then we get to a lighter note, setting priorities, defining your goals. How do you want your life to look? You know, all these questions, all these things, right? This is where we always bring them to thoughts and transitions to try and bring them and break them down for you guys. So nothing more than that, your honor. I, 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 lo- I love it. You know, nothing... Nothing more fun than money talk. So let's talk money. You know, you're just talking about acronyms that come to your mind. You know, I'm sure you were talking about things like 401k and HSA and things like that. You know how I think it's very crazy. You go to school for like 10 years or however long you go to school, four years in college, four years in university, whatever it is. And you almost never, I mean, maybe some schools do it, but I think that three, four out of five schools don't, the average like school doesn't is nobody ever preps it that way. when you come out of work or when you come out to start working you know you have to think about hsa slash fsa you have to think about 401k you have to think about Roth IRA slash traditional IRA you have to think about what's your company match and like what's your retirement age and how do you want your money to map up to that so except you had some immaculate guidance from a mentor or like your family's all about this it's a mad shock Absolutely. when you just come in i remember when i started working and they're telling me, oh, come on, select this, come on, select that. Which 401k do you want? I'm like, brother, I don't even know what 401k is yet. You know, that's a very good point, Boso. Because even me, from the moment I knew I was going to start working, I did all the kind of research I wanted to do, but I never even heard about FHA or FSA or which one you just said. And I think it's it's always those kind of things where your mind is more or less going to be exposed to the things that your eyes see, right? So if you just come in and you say, oh, yeah, I want to learn about FSA today. I want to know. Our own goal today is pretty much just tell you what we know. 
I mean, I mean, you might learn about HSC and FSA from what we know. But first disclaimer, this is not financial advice. At all. You know, please. <laughs> this is not financial advice. But now let's talk, let's talk about that in depth though. It's like when you think about if you are in college and you're listening, is when you start to work, you're going to have to make certain decisions. If you're already post-college and you're already making these decisions, it's like, you know, let's kind of think through it. You were just talking about HSA, FSA. The way I think about it is you have to make certain, like, what's it called? Just certain, you have to make a specific contribution based on, like, what your goals are. So mm-hmm. just thinking about, like, what are your goals, you know? When do you want to retire? Is it 60s? Is it 65? Is it 70s? Is it 50s? Is it 55? Based, maybe it's before, to be honest. And based on that, you know, it's like, what kind of contributions do you need to make? So start with like 401k now. The way I understand it is there's two types. There is, you know, traditional 401k where the money comes out of your paycheck. Every pay, like every pay cycle, either it's bi-weekly or monthly, whatever you're on, it comes in and it goes into, you know, whatever accounts you designate, maybe your company uses Fidelity or Vanguard or whatever it goes in there. Now, traditional is just pre-tax. So they don't tax the money that goes in there. But when you're about to take, when you start taking it out, when you retire, they'll tax it. Yes. Roth IRA, I mean, Roth, Roth 401k or, you know, the opposite of traditional 401k, the, the money goes in post-tax. So when you're taking it out, I guess you're not taxed. But now where it gets interesting is like, I think I heard something like you might get taxed on like the gains or something like that, but not on the one that actually goes. And so it's a little murky, but I went for like the traditional 401k, to be honest. And how's that going for you? The good thing about the good thing about all of this is, you know, they're not final decisions, so you could always change. But how's it going? But you know, this year has actually been a, it's been a decent year for the stock market. I think last year and like two years ago, we were a little bit bloody. So, like, my portfolio was, like, minus 22% or 26% or something like or something like that. But we're, we're kind of back up now. So, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of what I think when I think, like, you know, 401k and, like, it pretty much is just, you know, retirement savings. And good thing to know is you supposedly probably cannot take this money out until you retire. But there are a lot of things that you can actually do to take it out, which I think is something we don't tell people as well. Mm-hmm. You can borrow and gift it. You can take it out for your first home. And like, there's a lot of ways that like, I would encourage you to like, you know, just think about it. Cause I always thought like, oh, you put the money in, boom, it can never come out until like yeah. 60 or something, but it's ways that it can come out and you should look into that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening so far, you've already gotten confused by the first part of what Shinny was saying, cause 401k, traditional, 401k type B. I, I, I thought, I thought I broke it down. I thought I broke it down easy enough. So you should be confused. Don't, don't be confused is what we're saying. But I mean, even how you get introduced to that, right? I know for me, the very first time I heard about 401k and Roth IRA was through my peers at work. I think many people just came together and were like, okay, this is the one that we're going to do because we were in a rotational program. We're all newbies. So starting at fresh, you could just break down all the information. And I think that was a very, very good way for me to get introduced to it. But, you know, doing research, one of the things I've also realized is that your research is only as good as the people that actually have that information access, not necessarily on Google. So what may I do now is 
if Shani is saying he's the master and he has a good understanding, I'm running to Shani. And if it's not Shani, I'm looking for all the other people who know it. So that's how I do my own. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I'm not, I'm not the master, <laughs> but I mean, for me, these things are confusing. I probably even when you read about it online, it's just it's very confusing. I think I had I got very lucky. It's like when I started working, you know, I had a mentor that understood this, and like you know, he's very into finance, so he kind of broke everything down for me, and like you know, even played around with numbers for me to show me, you know, like okay, you know. HS, I mean, 401k, this 401k, that, you know, I think, for example, we just talked about, like, HSH slash FSA, and the, those are just, you know, to touch on it real quick, HSH health savings account, FSA is flexible savings account, and the difference is just you put money in an account that you can solely use for, like, health purposes. FSA expires every year. HSA doesn't expire. Uh and the fun thing is apparently HSA is probably one of the best accounts that exist in America yeah. because it has triple tax benefits. You put the money in before it gets taxed. You can you invest the money and it doesn't get taxed. And you can spend the money on the HSA card without being taxed. So three things you do. You know, you put it in there, you invest it, and you spend it, and there's no tax in there. And, like, I remember thinking, like, hey, I'm pretty healthy. You know, I don't really need HSA, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, it was, like, one of those things where, you were in college, and most people are broke college students. Or even if you're not a broke college student, you're not making the money you're going to make when you start working full-time. So it's when you make those decisions and the allocations, like, pre, you start touching your money post-college of, like, you know, just you make all the allocations before you start spending the money. You don't even notice it, and it becomes a habit that just kind of builds. So he taught me that, and I was like, boom, okay, bet. That's what we're going to do. So my HSA contribution, I did that, like, a month into when I started working. And to this day... You know, I don't know, like, when it comes out of my pay, it just comes out every two weeks like that. And it's going into HSA accounts, it's getting invested. And for any health-related uh, issues, you can use it. And it's not just, when you say health, I think that's also this confusing thing. It doesn't just mean you have to be sick. But we're talking about, you pull up to a chiropractor, boom, you can use it. We're talking about, you pull up to the dentist and you want an extra stuff, you can use it. But I won't be, you can be on target with it. There's a bunch of things on target that, like, HSA, FSA eligible, you copy with it, you know, like I'd be stuck in my house with like cough drops and anything. Just like, you know, first aid kit, all that kind of thing. There's a lot that like, you know, fall under quote unquote health that you can use the same for vitamins, anything you're thinking about. So hmm. I think it's like a really clutch account. So shout out my mentor for kind of just showing me that. And now I was like, okay, I have a little bit of an understanding of kind of what that means. Absolutely. Here we are. Absolutely. I mean, shout out your mentor for real because... I did not know that. I'm learning something new today. That you can actually walk uh, into Target and do that. And then you can apply to cosmetics. And then also, you know, I knew. Yeah, like you know. if you go into Target, there's specific things I believe yeah. that like are marked HSA eligible, FSA eligible type stuff. Otherwise, you can even just scan it and it pops up on the app and it tells you. And like, or if you're, if you're shopping online, just literally click HSA eligible items. Absolutely. There's a whole section. <laughs> you can go in there and couple FSA eligible items and like, you know, whichever account you're using. You can go in there and cop a bunch of things. So I think when you think about just like the acronym galore and like trying to figure out all those things, like just find people that really know about it. You read as much as you can as well too. Like it's good to have your own insight and knowledge, but the whole thing is hopefully you can break it down simple enough for you to figure out. And kind of like I mentioned earlier, nothing is absolute. So you can always switch these decisions, how much you're contributing, if you want to keep contributing and playing around with things. And then you just go from there. 100%.
And since you mentioned it, right, investing. What does investing even mean to you today? Because that's tier two. Me? <laughs> and I tell you, I'm, go- I'm laughing because, like, I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions as it relates to investing. You know, at some point, when I first started investing, I just wanted to cash out. I was looking for, you know, stocks that I'll just put my money in and they'll just 50. And they'll just 50x. <laughs> in crypto, we trust. <laughs> the, I, 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 I was so committed to crypto. Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin, uh, EOS, uh, every, like, I, I probably own like 10, 15 different types of crypto. My money right now has vanished. Bro, let's not be talking. Nada. <laughs> let's not See, let me bust your head, yeah? Let me bust your head. One of the crypto uh, people that I use, like the, would I call it wallet or trader, like similar to. I have KuCoin, something called KuCoin. No, no, like, bro, what do you call those people? Like, would I call them a crypto bro- a broker? Like Coinbase, one of those yeah. people. Do you believe that one of the ones that I used, they went bankrupt and they just vanished with our coins and that and nothing. Till today, all I get is just emails about the bankruptcy proceedings, <laughs> nothing. So, but anyways, to answer your question, man, what do I think about investing? I, I just, somewhere that you can potentially, somewhere you can put your money into, I like, you know, it just, I mean, over time, it just grows. And I think investing has kind of just taught me about just, you know, I wanted to just catch the sun immediately, like having to relax and like, you know, understand that like things take time and like, you know, find the best strategies and things like that. So before I was just talking about, I used to be, I want to go big, you know, crypto and then let's boom. And then that went to zero and a bunch of stuff. And now it's just a, Let's just go to our ETFs, yeah. index funds, mutual funds, and then let's just chill. Yeah. I mean, ETFs, mutual funds, what those stand for are like a basket of all the companies, right? So you have individual companies like Apple, Starbucks, your Fangs, so Facebook, Amazon, uh, Google, Netflix, all the big, big names, big fish. So when you have all of them, Think about ETFs and mutual funds as a way of all of them all in one. And you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. The reason I'm saying this is because at first when I left school, I was hard on, I want to know what this company is doing, how this thing is doing, just so I can put my money in there. And then I watch that thing 10x in like four months. Lo and behold, it does not work that way. (laughs) It does not work that way, guys. Like I know for me, I struggled my first year because I was like, look, you know, all this has to make sense in one year. I'm going to cash out and be a millionaire. Well, it doesn't work that way. So my whole perspective of investing now is this. What can my money do for me when I'm asleep? What can my money do for me when I'm not, you know, on, I want to make money and it's just passively making money for me. So passive income is the key. So investing in that regard, how I go about it now is, if I look at a company, companies are working when we were sleeping, right? Especially multinational companies. So Apple and the rest. So, for example, I stay in tune with that, with the news. I don't know how you go about doing it, Shani, but for me, it's the news. You watch, 
you, you stay in tune with your investment based on say you're watching the news and like yeah, yeah. apple just made a great decision let's get chipping us up are you serious i stay connected through that bloomberg ah. you know, you have cnbc all those big ones i think i got introduced to one of those from someone i met in college i think it was back then so listen yeah i mean i do think that potentially might be the right approach but like you just, I think like you just explained here, yeah, the whole point of me, you know, instead of investing individually in like Apple or NVIDIA or Google is I'm finding like, you know, a fund that summarizes it. So like maybe you know, like, you know, that has kind of like an S&P 500 that has like, you know, the top 500, whatever companies, and then just kind of averages out their performance is so that I don't have to worry every single day. If Apple is doing what they have to be doing or Google is doing what they have to be doing. You know, it's like, I checked the five-year track record of this, the 10-year track record, the two-year, the one-year. And I'm like, okay. It also, like, hedges your bet towards, like, if one company is acting up, you know, hopefully 20 more companies are doing well. So the whole thing is just, I don't want to sit down and be watching CNN every evening and be figuring out, oh, well, <laughs> is this is this company doing the right thing? Is this CEO doing the right thing? Yeah. Let's just go ahead and do a recurring into the, you know, into the fund. And then, you know, hopefully, inshallah, you know, in 10 years, 15, 20 years, well, you know, everything's, everything's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, all be, you know, ETFs, yeah. mutual funds based on S&P 500. S&P 500, to me, my understanding is that's the whole stock market in the United States, at least. So, well, no. yeah, I think 500. So I think top 500. Top companies. 500 companies. I mean, I yeah. be, so I could, I could be wrong, but. Yeah. So, I mean, if you also want to increase your odds, I mean, historically, what this has been doing is 8% on average a year. Yeah, I know. Like 7, 8. 7, 8. So, you know, that's one way you just put money that you don't need at the moment. Yeah. All right. So let's do this here. If you're listening so far. I remember the first time I heard all these things, like guys are talking about index funds, mutual funds, S&P 500, 401k, HSA, FSA. It sounds too confusing. So let's do just a play-by-play analysis for you real quick. You come in, you finish working, you have to invest your money. They ask you which 401k you have to, I mean, which 401k you should do, either Roth or, you know, traditional. Kind of research which one meets your goals and then do that one. They, I always wondered, initially, I never wanted to put money in 401k because I'm like, why should I put money that I'm not going to be able to take out for a very long time? And depending on what your company does, like some companies match 401k 20%, some companies do 25%, some companies even go as high as 50%, meaning if you put the max for that year, which let's use an example, is 20k, your company will give you, if they match 50%, they will give you 10k. So there'll be 30k in that account per year. No other place can you find a certified 50% on your money. Nowhere. Like, you might be able to, like, oh, if you trade well, if you do a lot of research, but, like, just guaranteed my company would give me 30% back on this. It's hard to find that. So that's one of the reasons really people encourage, like, 401k. So figure out which one works best for you. The health savings accounts, such FSA, I think is a very good practice to get into because while you might be young and active now, Nobody knows what the future holds, you know. Maybe you need hip replacements when you're 50 and you've just stacked a lot of money in your HSA proper. You don't even have to worry about that. You know, there's a lot of things that you can think about that you can use it to do. So I, like, encourage, you know, HSA, FSA, however you want to be putting it, but just kind of get into the habits because while you don't want to put some money somewhere where you can put the money in, zero tax, 
you can invest the money, zero tax, and you can spend it zero tax. Like, ha, it doesn't exist in this country. So go ahead and hack that. And then Blaji was talking about investing. You know, if you are the person that wants to be investing, you know, you want to be doing options every day and trying to make money and all that, like 100%, I support it. You know, if you're able to find those niche stocks before they blow up and you put your money in, call me, let me know. <laughs> and then, you know, and just think about it. But if you don't want to like worry about that and it's like, you know, what is the lowest entry into investing? You know, if you use Vanguard, for example, there's specific there's specific number of funds like VOO and things like that. that like our average of like, you know, maybe like 50 companies, you know, top companies like Biology was mentioning. And they just kind of average their performance. And over, like, you know, averagely, those companies, I mean, the fund be doing like 5% increase, 8%, you know, compound interest over time. So your money grows, you know. If you're a Fidelity broker, you could be using the FSKAX or FXAIX, one of those ones, Sha. It's Sha, that's the ticker. You know, they are like a, you know, just a summary of a specific number of companies that you can use. You can also absolutely say, nope, none of those ones and look up the ones for yourself. But, you know, it's kind of like a low barrier of entry if you want to get into investing. Now, after I've said all of these things I've said, I will reiterate and say I am not a financial advisor. (laughs) So please do your due diligence. (laughs) Oh, of course. Of course. But no, I mean, that's been a great one. You know, talking about finances, not about handle business, because I think that's the first place that you really want to have a very good understanding of what it's going to be. That's like your solid foundation, right? It sets the tone for everything else that's going to follow. But you know, first of all, yeah, before you even jump off, I don't know if you're about to touch like savings. What one topic of money, yeah? I have one very important thing that me I be I'm attached to. If you're saving your money, I like you know, you're wondering what options. I like when people use high yield savings accounts. Pretty much a high yield savings account just gives you like, you know, I can't even remember what the percentages are these days, but a way like 10x the percentages that you're going to get if you invest in a traditional bank like Wells Fargo, you know, Capital One or Bank of America. Those people give you like 10 cents every three months or whatever. If you use like a Marcus by Goldman Sachs or an American Express reputable banks that are like FDIC insured, meaning like your money is insured up to like 250k they will actually give you like way higher percentages. I can't believe that. I forgot that now. Mine is like 4.5 or 4. Point. Oh yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I almost forgot. So it's like 4. Point, yeah, 4.15 APY. So pretty much, you know, your money like compounds like, and which at the end, if you think about it, yeah, it might only be like $50 or $100 put into your account. But I think $100 compared to 10 cents is, is 100X or 50, whatever X it is at that point. So <laughs> Please look into how you save this account. That's just mad. They're not paying me for this, but I'm just doing the Lord's work. Anyways, well, as you keep going. We are. I mean, Shani, you kind of you couldn't have said it better. I mean, that's one place that I lean to as far as emergency fund or temporary savings account for any you know short term projects I'm working on. But yeah, going back to what we we're talking about, you have your solid foundation set. Finances is good, and Surely, when you now get a very good understanding of how things are going, you get to doing the living aspects of things. So let's start talking about the experiences. What are the, what are the ways that we stay engaged with ourselves? You know, we already had an episode where 
we had a very special guest, Kaylee Cunningham. She came in and she said, you have to be doing something for your mind, body, and soul. And I was gingered. So let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about that. Your mind, your body, and soul. What are the things that you're doing today for your mind, bro? Hmm. Hmm. They didn't let me do this one before I came in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let me think. <laughs> let, no, no, let me, let me think. Let me think. Um, I think it's interesting, though. First of all, before I ever go into it, yeah, there's this crisis that I kind of had like a few months after I started working full time. It was like you're in college and like your schedule is just built out and you have assignments that you have to finish before 12 or you have organizations and you just have a, there's a bunch of things that fill your schedule. And then you start working and quote unquote, you're working nine to five. And it's like, okay, when you finish your five, when you finish at five, what do you do? Yeah. Like, it's like, you have to find new hobbies that you, either if you didn't have hobbies already, that would take your time. It's like, you have to find new hobbies. And it's like, hmm, what do I do? So I had that, and I had to find, okay, what do I do? I tried to golf, you know, golfing was fun. <laughs> I tried yoga, yoga was vibes. I, like, I've played around with a lot of different things. At some point, it was easy in the summer to, like, play ball. But I think for body, like, it definitely is just physical activities, man. Like, I mean, from time, you know, man has always been an athlete. So, I, I mean, go gym, you know. I mean, I'm running. I'm literally training for a marathon yeah. in October. So there's no choice but to do something for your body. So there's that part. For your mind, yeah, I guess reading counts. I'm really trying to read more, like, these days. You know, I think one of my biggest growth areas recently was accepting that while I love, like, holding physical books <laughs> and I love the aesthetics and I love how beautiful it can be to build a library. Can't lie, I'm an audiobooks type of guy. Like, it's just hard for me to read those. So... Yeah, like I've been big on like I shout out Spotify bringing up audiobooks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just I'm cop the audiobook on there and then just try to read. So like I plug it in in the morning when I wake up, you know, at night as well to before I go to bed, you know, just then learn a little something and then I put that in there. So I think that I probably say it's like one thing I've been doing. Like I have a goal to like at least for the rest of the year now, I need to finish at least one book per month. You know, like if we if we do two. In the month as well, too. It's not bad. But yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to finish one for this July, actually. I started reading like June. So yeah. But last one. So, Omar. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I try to meditate, yeah. I've not hacked it. My mind just be wondering. <laughs> so, my mind just be wondering. But I guess if. Yeah, I was thinking you could say Azu. Relax. Relax. <laughs> but that nah, for. I guess for my soul, hmm, I guess if reflecting and like if reflecting counts, like maybe, I don't know if that's mind or soul, but like, you know, I do a lot of just like, you know, reflecting and what would I call it? Is it projecting to like just kind of thinking through, you know, okay, things that have happened and things that could happen, you know, painting the picture of like, you know, on some visualizing type of stuff, you know, I've been trying to tap into that a little bit more, but. That I don't know if that counts for soul or mind, so we can take that one in there. But how about you? What are you, what's your mind, body, and soul thing? Oh, absolutely, bro. I mean, I think you've touched on some of the ones that I've considered, but I'll start with body because that's one I'm really trying to focus on now. Um, I think everything that's connected, well, as you said, it's as you said, it's summer. I'm looking for a summer, bro, body. Well, relax. I think that that ship already passed, so I might as well just keep doing it sustainably, right? So, yeah. Um, I'm 
prioritizing going into the gym more, watching what I eat. I think it's very important as far as thinking about the future, you know, where my body is going to be, how is it going to be. You know, we always put things into our bodies. So for me now, it's fitness, general activities, walking around. It's a bit hard now because Texas is hot. Texas is actually is burning. It doesn't make sense, but we're here. We're here, right? But, you know, for my body, it's mostly weightlifting, you know, upper body training, all that stuff. How, and, how, how much can you how much can you bench? How much can you squat? Bro, I, well, I'm not going to release. That's disclosed. No, 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 no. Yeah, the one that brought up weightlifting. Nah, nah, I'm not talking about that here. Let, let, let the community know how much budget you can really squat, how much you can bench press. See, I'm not saying any of that. Uh, that's privileged information. If you catch me in the gym, I'll let you know. But right now, that's uh, privileged info. Okay, okay. We'll take that as, you know. Take that however you can, you know. Maybe it means that biology benches too much or not enough. I don't know, but hey. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, for body, that's where it's at. For my mind, huh. I think I started last year being more intentional with books. I've been reading a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. and also been speaking a lot more into the universe. So it's more or less like, you know, if I'm on my own now, I'd be recording voice notes and, uh, mm. yeah. You know, this, since the whole, I mean, the whole goal of this, you know, is we're figuring out this life that we're in now and, you know, we're, we're going on this journey where we're helping, hopefully, you know, as you come on this with us as well, so it helps you figure out parts of your life that you're thinking through, you know. A lot of people want to be, like, read. Even me, I haven't hacked, like, a full, this is kind of the flow which I want to go about reading. You said you read a lot, you know. What is your, like, technique? Are you a 10 pages per day person? Are you a, I'm a read in the morning, I'm a read at night? Is it a, oh, anytime I get, you know, I just plug in a couple of pages. Like, what, what has helped you read more that someone listening can use? That's the first one. And then secondly, you just talked about, I think it's, this is the second time you told me that. You record, you know, voice notes and kind of like, you know, you just speak out loud. I hope you're locking these things down so they never leak. But besides the point, you you record them, you play it back and like, you know, it kind of helps you reflect on the growth. Like, what made you start doing that? And like, what benefits has that had for you? Or what benefits has that had for you so far? Yeah, I think I want to start with the, the most recent one you just asked. I think the voice notes was something new to me. So... Going back into childhood, and this is this is actually a long story, but to keep it short, it's like I was never one that prioritized how I felt. I think I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up with a fresh new slate and I'll expect things to go better. But it wasn't until I sat down the first time to write in a notepad and just write how I felt. that things started making more sense and I'll be like, okay, I think I'm more aware of how I'm feeling now. I know exactly why this is happening that way. But, you know, over the years, as responsibilities started piling up and more activities started coming my way, I found it hard to actually sit down and write. And when I mean write, I mean write the way I feel. So what I started doing instead was, okay, I have voice memos on my phone. I rarely even use this. Let me now start using this. But... That was a suggestion that was brought to me by our very own Michaela Creates. Yeah. Ooh. So so she she actually got me into that. She was like, ah, Boj, have you ever like thought about doing it this way? I know you said like 
you like writing, but if it's not making sense now, just try speaking into the universe. Is it is it awkward when you hold your phone oh, up and you're just like talking into it and you're like, what am I doing? Absolutely, bro. Like the first time I did it, I was like, this is not my voice. And I haven't even listened to that first one. But all the ones after I've listened to it. So maybe I'll go back and listen to the first one. Because I, I probably sounded so strange, so weird. But over time, it got better. Now, the second one you asked about, like, books. You wouldn't believe this. I got this word of advice from someone I met at a wedding. We were literally just talking. And his name is Humble Lukanga. So this guy has a very, very crazy track record. His history is one that's just super inspirational. One thing he said to me was, bro, everybody has 10 minutes. All you need is 10 minutes in your day to sit down and open one page of a book. And as you start, depending on how that 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 context that you're reading is, you get more engaged and you do way more than the 10 minutes. So he was saying, don't focus more on, oh, I want to read one chapter a day Focus more on, like, I can accomplish maybe two pages or three pages in 10 minutes. And if it's flowing, it makes sense. So that way, that kind of just grounded me. And I was like, okay, well, I think I can make this work this way. And ever since, lo and behold, 10 minutes is all I do a day. And if the days that I'm really feeling like I'm engaged with the context of what I'm reading, then it probably will go into, like, an hour, three hours. And I've believe me. The number of times that I actually reached three hours, it's even shocking to me because my phone would just go radio silent. I'm not even paying attention to anything. And probably by the end of those three hours, I'm done with the book. So mm. that's just me, though. Yeah. Hmm, that's nice. And, but, like, is there a specific... Because I think it's hard, like, well, kind of the job that I do, yeah, switching context can be a crazy thing. It's just like you're switching context, con- you know, continuously. Yeah. So is there, like, a preferred 10 minutes is it more like a, oh 10 minutes when you wake up don't touch your phone is it more of a oh try to wind down 10 minutes before you go to sleep or is it just more so you know you know what whenever you're feeling the 10 minutes or whenever you feel like you just have a little bit of time they just grab it. it's like what is your 10 minutes that's a very great question for me it's whenever and however i'm feeling um i, I would yeah. say that if i try and make something into a routine it could take away from the experience. So for me, if I'm just so happens to be that, like, I don't have anything else going on at the moment, I'll take my time and sit down. Also, after you scroll on social media so long, it gets boring. After you play the same FIFA so long, it gets tiring. So for me, that's my own way of, like, grounding myself. And after I learn something new, I usually just take some time to now write on what I've read and then probably go and apply it. But usually... That's the missing part that I, for me, I wasn't doing when I was growing up. It was, I'll read books and I'll say I've read books and I think it's this competition that everyone is trying to read the most. But now, nah, it's really more so about your understanding. So, I like, yeah. I, I like, I like, I like, I like. And you, you answered the two questions, you know, body and uh, mind. Let's not run away. What's your soul? <laughs> what's, what's your, what's, I mean, you have to always, you know, wrap it up and come back so what's the what's the soul activity soul is staying in tune with myself bro um spirituality is something i'm big into now um i think it's meditation taking solo walks traveling doing things that take me away from different frequencies 
Um, Sean actually spoke about this in the last episode we did, right? Like he was talking about how when you go from one place to another and you travel, you are in a totally new frequency. You're now listening to this whole vibration, new vibration, positive vibes. You get me. So that for me was one where I was like, okay, I think I need to be paying more attention to this. So my outlet now is more so I take solo walks. I'd be hiking a lot more now. Um, even though in Houston, there's not that much. So they have trails instead to compensate. You see them mm-hmm. guys. They, they don't have, they don't have hills, but we make it work. Um, and outside of that, it's really just prayers, bro. Prayers. I think that's one oh, thing that I like, those, I like the most now. Those those sound like you know activities that almost cover everything. They cover the mind. They cover the soul. They cover you know. Look, it might cover the body. So we we love to hear it. Before we, uh, I think this has been a it's been a fun you know episode. Just spitting back and forth, kind of where our head is at. I I had one thing you know I wanted to kind of explore with you. So the book I'm currently reading now is called The Defining Decade. Hmm. And, you know, it is this thing that just, quote unquote, pushes the agenda. Well, maybe true. Maybe not call it an agenda that your 20s are the most important decade that you kind of have. Because, you know, it's, when you, it's kind of when you set the, the foundation for a lot of things, you know, relationship-wise, your network, you know, your earning power, your finances, you know, your ties and all that kind of stuff. My own question for you is, how much do you believe that? Do you really, do you believe that whole, like, you know what? If you want a certain type of lifestyle, your 20s are absolutely when you have to get it and when you have to do everything to get it. Or do you think, you know what? Eh, everybody's time is different, you know? It's for you. 30s might be when it clicks. Or you know what? Don't put that much time box on yourself. It might click in the 40s for you. Or do you think, yeah. 20s are absolutely like make it or break it type of decade. I think that's a very hard one. That's a very hard know, one. It's a, it's a ridiculously hard question. That's, that's a very hard I mean, question, bro. <laughs> the, book has, the book has the the book has me thinking, you know. I, I can I can share what I've learned if you want to think about yeah. The book we have we actually the philosopher in the building today. Oh my god. But I I'll put it this way, right? Um for me, right, I think we have to leave it to ourselves. And the reason why I say that is because if we start saying this is what we should do by our 20s, everyone will try and do it by their 20s. And if it doesn't work, then you're going to feel disappointed. So I have slowly, but I'm learning to actually slowly take my mind away from setting goals based on a time stamp and now just trying to realign myself and say, okay, I'm going to actually focus on building the right skills and being the person I really want to be, right? So for me now, as far as 20s, networking, community, absolutely, I'm doing all that. I'm talking to my friends daily. We have group chats. People I went to school with, we have group chats. People I went to school with in Nigeria, we also have group chats. You know, staying connected, it's crazy how aligned you can be with yourself when you even know what the people you actually pour in your energy into are doing. Because now it's like, okay, I have a good understanding of how their whole lives are structured. But that aside, right, you mentioned something else, which is more so navigating, like, career, and then also, like, how are you prioritizing your 20s? I'm still figuring it out. 
It's not easy. We're still figuring it out. But I think it's more important to focus now on the person I want to be and just say, okay, this is who I really want to be and just start doing the legwork now. I I like the answer, but I'm not going to let you run away. So I'm gonna, I give you a yes. I give you a yes or a no. Do you believe that, like, you know what? The rest of your life. I mean, I think if you start to do math, the statistics, blah blah. blah like, oh, for the average person, you know, for nine out of ten people, blah blah blah. But like, I think you know, for most people, do you think that the rest, like, the rest of life, or you know, how your future will be, is all based on like you know the things you build in your twenties, or do you think that? We can course correct in 30s. We can course correct in 40s. I think it's much easier to do it now. I would say easier to do now. Because the moment you start having responsibilities later on, that's when it kicks in. So for me, I know one day I would love to have a family of my own. Just like many of Balaji Jr. It will happen. It will happen, man. So between now and then, how can I maximize the time I have? What do I prioritize? What do I give myself as a far as, as a sense of like, okay, let me look forward to this and just truly becoming that person in this time. So my 20s are absolutely important to me now. That said, mm-hmm. if there is a long-term mission or a purpose that someone has keyed into, that person should allow that just run through their 20s. You know, try and explore, try and do all the things you want to. But by the time 30s come, you know, that's where you really want to be more secure in what you have built as as far as a foundation. So 20s is laying foundation. Everything after, we'll see. Never say never. It's not too we'll see. What about you? What about you? Since you put me in the hospital, what about you? We're about to wrap this up. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, what about me uh I, honestly i don't know i think i asked because i wanted to hear your perspective i'm still like thinking through on the one hand you know like i think there's some truth to like especially what you said you know you have less commitment now you have less ties now you have you know now it's kind of time to build and do all those things you know like make as many pivots as you can make and at the end of the day as well too like there's people that have made pivots like you know like later down the years in their life and like you know things have still worked out well you know there's actors that blew up in their 40s 50s you know artists all that type of stuff you know when did jay-z blow so like you know at the end of the day like you know truly like any time could be you know like your time but like you know i think averagely and this opinion could change but it sounds like from what i've been seeing and like reading so far this really like these years in your twenties are really that like, you know, it's like this is almost it almost feels like this is the longest the runway is gonna be, if that makes sense, for you to like do whatever it is that you want to do. But to be determined, you know, I I will come back with a very, very I'll come back with a better answer for you in a, in a couple of weeks when I've properly digested everything I'm reading and reflected properly. But yeah, that's I think that's how I feel right now with like, you know that your 20s being like the most defining decade, quote unquote. I would say, I would say that you have done well in saying the way you just said, because I mean, politically you know, correct, you know, just dodge through. <laughs> <laughs> dodge through, but it's okay. We, we'll let it be, right? But I mean, I think it, 
in the grand scheme of things, another aspect for me now is like just trying to live in the moment, be more mm. aware, be more present. And I think that's yeah. something that goes further. So you can start now and say, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to try that. And then comparison being the thief of joy, it takes away from your experience. So focusing on you, focusing on what you want out of the world, focusing on what you want to do, I think that's the number one. I, I love it. I like it, you know. So I hope if you've listened to this point so far, you've just heard how other people are kind of in the space you are in as well. So just thinking through, you know, how do we make the right decision in all those different key areas that are coming up in our lives now. And, you know, I think I like what you said there to end is just stay in the moment, you know, kind of focus on your own journey like, and kind of do all the right things, talk to your people, your community, and, you know, life, life, revenge, everything, every little thing will be all right at the end of the day. But my life, budge, per usual, take us home, man. This has been fun. All right. Hopefully, you've listened to the end. So thank you for sticking with us. Uh, bonus from me and bonus from my guy, Shani, is enjoy and live your life. Live your best life. Don't worry about my future, and I won't worry about you. <laughs> but in the nature of thoughts and transitions, we'd like to thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Uh, you can catch this pod on Apple Music and Spotify. Please, please, please. Don't forget to give us a rating. It just helps us get to many more people like yourselves. And it lets us also, you know, keep this community growing. So we hope to hear from you guys soon. Leave a comment. Uh, go on our IG. It's live now. You can see me and Shaney smiling on the very first post. It's pinned. So, yeah, we'll leave you with that today. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, and I hope you have a great one. Stay blessed. Jabless. See you in a minute.